Welcome to the John and Paul Show, brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry.com, where you find the free app, the resources, and everything you need for ministry for free. And this is the John and Paul Show. I am Paul Sperler. With me, as always, is John Podine, and this is the Friday Show, the call-in show. Good morning, everybody. Yes, this is the call-in show. If you would like to call in and be a part of our show, we'd love for you to do it. That phone number is behind us on the screen at 724-444-7444. Caller ID is 113940-POUND. And if you would like to join in or join us on Facebook Live, whichever one you'd like to be a part of, we would love to have you here. We are glad that you're joining us this morning to be a part of our show. Paul, how is your morning going? Good morning. Had a great day. Yeah, so far so good. So huh? far so good. Happy Veterans Day to everyone out Woo-hoo! there. God bless America. Dale Jenkins already woke us. How are you doing, Dale? Dale. 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 I'm still waiting on it, that ticket for Free Hardman. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm gonna mention that every time I see him. You wait till Tuesday. Every every moment in our meeting, Dale. I want to go see Tim Tebow. So it is Veterans Day, <laughs> and we are appreciative to all those who have fought for our great country. Those who are fighting are those that will become those guys and girls that defend us one day, and we are very thankful for that, very proud of my time in, and all those who have done it as well. Something to be very proudful of, and um, especially this great country. Um, Regardless of the things that are said on the news, yeah, yeah, uh, we still live in the greatest uh, nation in the world. Hey, this man right here served for, uh, what, four years? No, three and a half. Three and a half years? Yeah, three and a half years on the aircraft carrier. I did. I did, did, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you don't even like to swim, do you? Yeah. Okay. Nice one. <laughs> you just didn't fall off, did you? I didn't fall off. Okay, good. You don't fall off in the ocean. It's not one of those boats you just climb up back on. <laughs> I mean, this thing's a monster. When I when I first got in, when I got out of, the, out of boot camp, boot camp was down near Chicago at Great Lakes, and they sent me to Philadelphia. And I thought, cool, Philly, PA, fun. Um, and I said, you're going to be stationed on aircraft carrier, and John F. Kennedy. And I, I knew that, had learned that it wasn't in the water. So it was actually in dry dock. So oh, okay. You could stand here and look up. Um, it just seemed like a, a lifetime height uh, from from you. It's like a monster. It's very wow. intimidating to see a boat sitting on dry land. I remember um, being out at Mayport one time, and you see the people come in the boats when they come back into yeah. Mayport there in Jacksonville. Um, it's just unreal. Those the the, the 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 massive size. If you've never been up next to an aircraft carrier, you don't have no idea what you're talking about. Incredible. Yeah. So, but so definitely happy Veterans Day to everybody who's out there. And of Absolutely. course, prayers with everybody who's over serving overseas. Oh, uh, you got your red, white, and blue going. It's not even, it's not even for July. No, but it's our country. I know. I'm proud of you. How, how often can I wear this? And I'll, I'll, I'll make feel good about this today. <laughs> you, you are. I get to wear it today because today it's observed. Tomorrow is the real day. Yeah. So I get to wear this two days. I get to wear it Memorial Day, and I get to wear Fourth of July, Fourth of July, Fourth of July, <laughs> which is a new home date of Inspire Youth Conference on campus at Faulkner University. Excited about that? Got a big more meeting on Monday. 
and with with uh, the the board and the new board, and so it's going to be a lot of fun for that as well. Busy weekend. It is a busy weekend. We will be leaving here this afternoon at some point, heading down to Dothan, heading down to Camp Wiregrass, uh, down there for a retreat. That uh, I guess area wide retreat. Mm-hmm. Is that how they're describing it? Yeah, over there, and Ozark so, uh, and uh, Enterprise and and uh, and others. Mm-hmm. All kinds. Yeah, it'll be great. Looking forward to it. Uh, talked talk to Brett uh, yesterday. He said that the response to it's overwhelming. Really? Yeah, I told him I said I'm sure it's not because of the speakers. So kind of scared on that one now. <laughs> thanks, thanks for telling us that one. Yeah, no right problem. Um, so, we'll also have a meeting. You said we got a board meeting uh, Monday for Inspire. We also got a board meeting on Tuesday for Exposure. Exposure right. is coming close. We are down to about what three weeks left uh, to register for that. Um, they have till December first to register. So right around three weeks. Yeah, yeah, right around three weeks. And that is coming up fast. It's coming up fast. Wow. Um, it's time for the journey. We are right at 1,800. Woohoo! So we need to we need two hundred more, and they're out there. Well, we know you haven't yet registered, so so register up, and we're looking looking forward to getting that two hundred more in there, so I get my number. Four hundred. I need the stake. I need the stake. Four hundred more. Come on, help me out, guys. Um, uh, we also had something else take place here on campus uh, this past week that we've been talking about. Uh, just kind of wanted to mention it just a little bit here, Paul, because uh, of the great response that took out from it. Because you and I, we had talked, we didn't know what kind of response it would end up with, but it was um, um, it's good. What the, about the internship fair? Had about seven congregations represented, seven red congregations represented, and to be honest, about 25 students, mm-hmm. um, solid students that came and um, people interviewed. Skyped in. <laughs> Yeah, even at uh, Mount Sanders, Skype in, do interviews from Columbia. So that that happened. Um, and um, the results from it is that all these congregations, you see where you have fewer congregations than than interns, but they were all top-notch, top-shelf. And obviously only a few of these, you know, seven or eight of these kids will have these jobs. The rest of them will still be looking. So by saying that, if you're a congregation that has interns during the summertime, I'm just going to kind of say this in a, in a friendly way. You really missed out. I mean, you really did. But um, you can still catch up with that. Just contact us. Just send us an email. Right. At uh, psperlin at faulkner.edu, and we can put you in contact with um, uh, those uh, students. And um, and so, but, but I, I know that a lot of congregations like to come on campus and come for a, a weekend or a certain day to come in and try to interview people. And I get that. I understand that. But we really, honestly, it would be best if you could try to, set time aside for that first or second Tuesday in November each year mm-hmm. and kind of, and I, I don't know if it's going across the wrong way, kind of respect the process mm-hmm. because they're gathered here for that purpose, that reason. And we have people that know what they're doing to talk about internships, mm-hmm. to talk about integrating your interns with your youth group, with your congregation. So take advantage of that opportunity. If you can't make it, send somebody from your congregation that can. It's very well worth it. Um, Daryl Powell uh, from Hoover and Scott Bailey from Beltline uh, in uh, Decatur came and spoke and I uh, did an outstanding job and get a lot of information. And so it was a great day, uh, full um, a success, I think, and uh, a good testament to our Bible department. Absolutely. And so go ahead and mark it down. That will be a yearly event, and uh, we'd love to have more and more people here to come be a part of it. And if you can, I know a couple people um, uh, either sent some information, said, hey, we're looking for this many interns this type of way. Like I said, Malvin, Google either, whether you hang out, Google Hangout, come in and, or Skyped in or something like that and did, and did a thing. So uh, definitely, oh, it's FaceTime. Okay. Yeah. So definitely uh, would love to be a part of that next year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Paul, you mentioned Monday on our show that uh, you had a very special topic for us to talk about. This is our Friday show, is our ministry talk talk uh, topic. So if you are interested in joining this discussion, you can, you know, send us a text, let us know you calling. But uh, the phone number is seven two four 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 seven four four four. Caller ID is eleven nine forty pound. But uh, you you had an interesting topic that you wanted to discuss, and and why did you want to discuss it? Uh, well, we, we I've had a conversation with. Um, uh, you know, being a youth minister, we have conversations with young people uh, in Bible class, outside of Bible class, and um, we have some of our kids that have their own Bible studies even at school. And so, um, so I won't embarrass any of them, but I, I, I appreciate and respect them for that, mm-hmm. um, and they know who they are. But um, um, most of them aren't even on Facebook. But um, we're gonna we're gonna attach this to Twitter so people outside of the Facebook <laughs> realm will be able to catch this show and talk about the, the discussion. And basically, the 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 mindset that is put out there, and and um, we know this from history, but we also know this from conversations, is that there's a there's a good number of people who live by the the once saved always saved mentality, mm-hmm. and it comes across with that question: Is once saved always saved a biblical option? Mm-hmm. Um, that is the question. Um, I mean, there are passages that I go to very quickly, I think, to si- kind of sidetrack that a little bit. Yeah. Because I think that you have to define what once saved, always saved really means. And I think sometimes people are confused by that. They, they are. You know? I, I agree with you. You said something here. You know, this is something that it's not just a modern day thing. This is history kind of points this out. A very, I guess John Calvin probably gets the, right. gets the biggest um the biggest push with all of this probably could go back to St. Augustine um, back with some of his things that he brought forth, but this idea of perseverance of the saints. Right. What are you laughing at? Look at Poe down bringing up the history. Oh, well, you know, I, I studied. I'm the comedy guy and he's the, he's the smarts. Yeah, that's not true at all. Happening right now. But, but you know, th- there are some You're things. Right. I mean, this isn't something that just popped in, in nowadays time. This is something to do, but it is a, it is a belief that a lot of people have that basically once you become a Christian, um, that there is nothing you can do to lose your salvation. There is nothing that can take place. And, and there are some verses that, that some people use and bring up to argue for that. Um, yeah, absolutely. That, that idea, you know. And, and so we want to be fair with what we're discussing here and, yeah. and, and try to uh, uh, show both sides of this picture. There are some. You know, a lot of people um, straight go right to Romans chapter 8 a, a lot of mm-hmm. times. In Romans chapter 8, you know, that's many, that section many in there. Um, what, what, when the question, Paul asked the question, what can separate us from the love of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, you know, love of God through Christ Jesus? And he says, says nothing. Nothing right. can do that. And, and that's true. That's right. a biblical point. I think another passage people look at a lot sometimes is the probably, if you could call it, I know this is Veterans Day, but the national anthem of Christianity. <laughs> John 3.16. Uh, John 3.16, yeah. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him I look at the word believeth in him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I think we need to break down that verse, first of all. And uh, But at the first off, understand, when you're in conversations with someone, please, please, please understand, one verse, a sprinkling of a, of a verse, doesn't usually give you the full picture of exactly what's being communicated. Right. So if somebody comes up and says, I got a verse here, I got a verse here, I got a verse here, and that's nice, but let's read the verses before and the verses afterwards. Let's get the full context mm-hmm. of it. But if you look at that, when it says those who believe it, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a KJV, you brought up KJV. That's okay, we're going to bring KJV back into this. Believes. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> that's going to be fun. Anyway, uh, believes in him, understand what, what falls under the umbrella of believing in God. Believing in God 
you know, obviously we can go to, I don't want to get in all preachy mode, but you, get get, preachy you, mode. you go into James 3.19, uh, even the demons believe right. and tremble. Just because you believe doesn't mean that you're a part of the body of Christ. So, so I believe, uh, I think there's more to it than that. I think it's, right. a, it's an obedience opportunity. It's a mm-hmm. fellowship opportunity. It's a do what God asks you to do kind of a thing. But that's John 3.16. John 3.17 gives us specifically that Jesus came to the earth not to condemn the world, right? but that through him they may be saved. And so, so we have to understand that Jesus is the corridor to faithfulness mm-hmm. and the corridor to heaven. Well, you know, you, I know a, a passage you like to preach on a lot, uh, John chapter 10, uh, the Good okay. Shepherd, 27, 29, that, that whole section there where he says, you know, my sheep hear my voice and no one can snatch them out uh, away from me. One of the passages was brought up in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. In, in, this, in, this, in this whole thought. And, you know, because the idea is, and, and that is true. There is some truth to, uh, to kind of what they were sitting there saying. Brandon Edwards just commented, he said, love is conditional grace, uh, love is unconditional, grace and mercy are unconditional. He ends this whole section here. If you love me, you know, keep my commandments at John 14, 15 uh, passage in, in, in there. Um, one verse that that I that I've been uh, used against a lot when when people have tried to um, propagate this this idea is First John three and verse nine, and and really what's interesting is it may be more of an issue. Um, you know, you were bringing up the K- King James earlier. It may be you know an old English um, translation issue in First John three nine, mm-hmm. where John in the King James version says, um, "Whoever is of God does not commit sin." You know, right, right. and the the mindset behind the Greek in there is does not continue to sin, does not continue to practice sin. I think that's why you see some of the modern translations translate it that way. I think the English Standard translates it, First um, John three, he does not continue practicing sin. That's kind of like Romans six. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't continue to sin that grace may abound and everything else. Um, um, so I think there are some passages that people use, but I agree with you. I think there are some things that we have to. Um, um, take in context with what the whole section or what the whole book or what they hold, you know, that, and that gets into another discussion on, on biblical interpretation and how mm-hmm. do you interpret and how you do all these things. But there are a lot of things that people have used to bring uh, this, this idea forward. Absolutely. Um, I, I think um, another thing that we need to consider, too, is, is the discussion of, if you get back to the whole question about, about um, the once saved, always saved, is what does baptism do, and what's the purpose and point of baptism? Um, and some people actually consider baptism as a work. Well, I think you've had that that talk where we talk about what of you, the process of you becoming baptized, is a work that we do. Uh, yeah, you I mean, know, I've always argued that when when people said, "Well, you're doing all this work, really?" Because when you get into baptism, really, you're not doing anything. Somebody else is doing it to you. Yeah, and and, and it, get, it gets back to the whole thing about the the. Um, we have the, the deal where well, you must do works all the way to the end of life. You're told that, and, and the works aren't going to save you. I'm like, you're right. The works aren't going to save me, but my faithfulness is. Right. And I, I think sometimes we, we lose, lose sight of that. And, um, and we have to be gentle in this conversation. You know, we're, we're not up here trying to, trying to prove anybody wrong. I just want to have a better understanding of what the Bible is mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that's really how we, need to, how we need to look at it when it comes to that. But, um, but baptism is not something you schedule out. Baptism mm-hmm. is something you do, you do, and uh, when you're ready to become a child of God, uh, that's that's the steps you take. You know, Mark sixteen sixteen. Everybody assumes you go there because it's it speaks it pretty plainly. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you um if you are baptized into Christ, 
then you are saved. You know, mm-hmm. Acts two thirty eight also Acts two thirty five and in tells you the what is happening in the atmosphere around the discussion about what brings the opportunity for for um, the Lord's disciples to bring people to Christ. And I think we look at the the, the point here where that you don't receive that gift until you're baptized. And uh, and I don't I don't understand why that's so difficult to um, grasp sometimes. I agree, but, but it's right there. Brandon says it this way: um, I've always told people that baptism is no more a work than having to speak out loud and confess Jesus. Both are actions; neither is a work. And that's that's so true. Really that, that, that's the that's an honest way of being able to to explain it. it. It's these are actions that are taking place. These are things that are being done. But back here on our discussion here of where we were going through this with this idea of once saved, always saved. There are a lot of people, Paul, who do believe this. Oh yeah, who, who oh, yeah. do have this idea of of um, that once I become a Christian, there is nothing I can do. I cannot sin so far to lose my salvation. Right. And I'm just not sure that, and I'm, not, I'm trying to figure a nice way of saying it. I, there's just no way that the Bible points that out. No, I mean, it, it kind of is what it is. You know, um, we're in a situation to where Paul was at the end of his life, and um, it, um, we pronounce it two different ways. Mm-hmm. I say Mamertine. Mm-hmm. Mamertine, Mamertine, Mamertine. However you say. But he was a Brandon probably life. knows since he's been over there. That's true. He's actually talking about being right there. About I don't know about Mamertine. Yeah, I want to know how to how to pass it. It doesn't matter how you pass it. But the point is, uh, when Paul was at the end of his life, um, we don't think of someone who was, you know, who was human being pulled down the hallway to the to the to the end of his life. He was ready to go. But he, in verse eight of uh, was Second Timothy chapter four verse eight, he talks specifically about how he is going to receive that crown um, as that finally because of the life that he's lived. You know, he didn't talk about the crown at the point in which he finished the road to Damascus and he saw that light from the right. That's not when the crown was right. was, was appeared. That didn't even come into the conversation. Right. His discussion in that, and and John, uh, um, the Revelator, does the very same thing. We go to um, chapter two and verse ten: "Be thou faithful until death, and then you receive a crown of righteousness." That doesn't mean put faith and works together and do your works, and your works uh, will will pay the price. Your works don't pay the price. Right. Your faithfulness does. Right. And and then you know we get into the whole thing about about baptism again, um, you know baptism. There's nothing, and th- I think this shocks people when you talk about. Well, you you feel like you must be baptized once you're baptized. You're baptized, um, but the the fact is, they talk about the power of the, the water and then the and that act. I'm like, the power of the act isn't about the act itself. It's about the command. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's the same if you go back to Numbers and you talk about the. Um, you know, the, the Israelites, and, and the reason why they had to look at that bronze serpent. There was nothing special about the serpent. Mm-hmm. There's nothing special about bronze. It was the act of obeying God's commands. Mm-hmm. The same is true with, with, uh, with Jericho. Um, you, know, you know, taking trots around a city is going to win the city. Right, usually. Well, I think it's a, it's a good it's understanding. following the instructions. Yeah, it's following. So it's a good understanding of what Ephesians 2.8 is talking about. Of, you know, we are saved by grace. There's and nothing that's a do. huge passage that, yes. bring, it, that is brought up yeah. on that, that discussion. We are saved by grace. There's absolutely nothing you and I can do to earn our salvation. Right. It was done at Calvary through Jesus Christ. But our faith, saved by grace through faith, our faith moves us to sit here and say, God, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Even as Jesus is in the garden, Father, not my will, but your will be done. The, the act of sitting here saying, I deny myself, and I want to follow what Jesus has to say. And it comes in, even into our faithful living of how we live and how we go about our lives. Do we live 
you know, like we are in a safe state? That do we go around living like we we know that we are um, saved through Jesus Christ, or are we living a life that is opposite of what you find in the Bible? You know, Romans six. You know, when he says, "Don't go on sinning," you know, do we continue to sin that grace may abound? Oh, I can continue to sin because if I go on sinning, then God gets more glory and God gets mm-hmm. more grace, and I get it. Right. No, he says, no, we don't do that. God forbid we do just the opposite because, you know, we, it costs a man his life. It costs the Son of God his life mm-hmm. so that you and I could be here right. and be in this relationship. And I think you do live like you're saved. Sure. You know, I think, I think you do live like, like you have it because if you think that um, there's no way to know if you have heaven, I think you haven't read. I don't think you've studied the Bible because uh, you tell us specifically that we will overcome the world through what? Through our faith uh, in him, First John 5, 4. And so, uh, you know, I, I just think that's something we need to consider and think about. Yeah, um, well, well, here's listen to what Colin had to say. I, I, I love this here. Um, once baptism happens of the soul, we don't need to just rejoice with them, you know, and being excited that they've made this decision, but also rejoice and guide them through life events. You know, this is where we come into the arguments against this whole idea of once saved, always saved, Paul. And I yeah. guess that's where, where this discussion kind of needs to turn here for a second, is the fact that, you know, you do find some things in Scripture where Paul points out, in particular, Paul in particular is the main one that points out a lot of these things um, about living your life and being careful with how you live your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, first one I can automatically think of in my head is 1 Corinthians 10. Okay. The 1 Corinthians 10, uh, 12, 13 passage. We love verse 13. No temptation is overtaking you, right. such was a common man, blah, 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 blah. But what does he say to the verse? Prior to that, you, if you think you're something special, take heed so that you don't fall, lest you fall. Yeah. So if you can't fall from grace, why is he saying be careful that you don't fall? That's a good point. In, in all of this. Well, that's really awesome. I think one thing, too, we, we, we forget about is, is how the grace works and how the grace is administered and, and who can receive that grace. I think God would offer anyone grace, but I think that there's there's – there's a certain amount of effort we need to show in order to receive that. Right. You know, I don't think a person can, can become, can raise up out of the water, go out and party the rest of his life and, and, um, and do terrible things and, and heaven's his home. I think the grace um, does abound, but it abounds on those who love him and live for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think that's something that we need to understand. Now, you, you've taught a whole series on, on grace and what it means mm-hmm. and everything, but I think I think we need to understand exactly how that grace is, and I think it's misconstrued sometimes in the in the Ephesians two uh, passage. Sure. Um, well, and I think part of our reason is a lot of in the places where you and I have grown up, uh, we have reacted to what a lot of the world has to say. This is what grace is, and so what have we done? We've jumped to the opposite side of it, and we've left that discussion for other people. Right. And it, it's an idea. It is okay to sit here and say grace is real. Grace is true. I am saved by the grace of God because without it, we're, we're not. Right. We're we are not. And that's why even Paul says he even says Galatians chapter four, mm-hmm. uh, Galatians chapter five. Sorry, Galatians chapter right. five, verse four, when he says, "You watch out." You've you've tried to go back to this old way of doing things, the Old Testament way, the old style of, of the sacrifices and everything. And he says this, you have fallen from what, Paul? Grace. From grace. Yeah. So, yeah, it's something that we live in. Without it, we, we are nothing. Right. How on the, It's by God's grace I get to get up and breathe another day because, good Lord, <laughs> some of our mistakes that people have made in our lives. Absolutely, yeah. And everything. Um, 
get some of the comments in here. Cody Peary, uh, you know, he talks about first the first Peter three mm-hmm. um, when he, when he compares baptism with Noah and his flood and everything. Oh, yeah. and in verse twenty one, without our action, he expects salvation um, right. is absent. Um, um, Colin says we need to realize that God and Jesus talk so much about forgiveness that we sometimes need to ask for forgiveness when we have sinned and we fall short. And that comes part of it. If if we if we can't fall, why do we need to ask for forgiveness? That's true. That's why do we even need to do what's that? What's the point of it all? Yeah. And I think part of the, the, the other side of that is, is well, and it kind of gets into a whole other movement that maybe we can talk about at another time, mm-hmm. is, well, the reason why is because he, he's already come, destruction's occurred, and now we're just waiting. Right. In, 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 that, in that waiting place. And, and, and I am sorry to tell you something, but we are not in paradise. I mean, that's, that's not where we are right now. What? I'm telling you, because you got people over here shooting people up in this church, that church, and all kinds of people here and there, and, and you know, that's not where you are. I'm sorry. Um, incorrect. So, um, anyway, that's a definitely something something to consider and think about. On the on the on the grace, on the once saved, always saved, and and just on the on the matters of how it goes. I know it sounds like you want to say something else here in a minute, and I'll let you do that. No, no, I, I but, just. I was about to say, Paradise isn't that Huntsville on the 29th at, at like 11:30 to 11:10:30 at night. Oh man, I'm sorry, I just a million people singing at once. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty cool. Uh, you know, I, I was just thinking. You know, Paul had a partner at one point in his life, and you mentioned Paul talking mm-hmm. about that race there in Second right. Timothy four. At the end of it, he tells Timothy, and he's he's kind of warning Timothy a little bit about a guy named Demas, and he's uh, you know Demas was there, but he left me. He's right. left us. He's he's wanted to love this world and go after this world. So here is a guy that was once there, mm-hmm. and now he's not. Right. And I think that's kind of just the blunt of this argument in here. Look, I, I think that um, we are going to sin. First John one. Mm-hmm. Um, First John one it says, if we walk in light, he in the light. Though this blood of Jesus cleanses us, and and I think that's where we live. Yeah. yeah. For the wages of sin is death. Absolutely. So, uh, so we have a lot of things to consider about that. Um, the one thing I've noticed too about this whole conversation is trying to see both sides. Mm-hmm. Is um, is why is it so difficult to to see both sides come together uh, from from the viewpoint of a person? I, I don't. I have a hard time understanding the viewpoint of a believing that once you are in the process of, of, of being, in, I hate using air quotes, being saved, and then you scheduled that baptism later when the Bible specifically speaks and talks about um, that, that salvation and the gifts and the things you receive happens at the point of baptism. You can go all the way through the book of Acts and find all the conversions and talk about how, um, look at how their life was in disarray before versus where they are afterwards. Even if they're sneaking out of the city, <laughs> you know, climbing up walls, Paul, you know, all kinds of things. You climb up walls? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think that um, that you see the difference there. And um, and, and the, the Bible is specific about God offering, offering grace and offering mercy um, to those who are willing to obey him and live for him. We talked about Ephesians 2, verse, um, starting in verse 8, but let's start at the verse of the chapter where he talks about all the terrible things that occur mm-hmm. um, and all the sin that can happen. And then verse 4, but God, but God, I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, he is the difference maker. 
of it all. And um, and once he becomes, and we allow him, and we were a part of that life, with him, that relationship with him, then it, it'll, it puts us in a position where we can live safe and we can do things. So. I think so. You mentioned something a second ago about the book of Acts. I, you know, one of the, my most favorite passages that the conversion stories that are in there is Acts 9. Is, oh, is Paul is Paul in that way? Because, you know, mm-hmm. if you're like me, I grew up thinking Paul, when he was Saul, was this mean, ugly man that was just yep. killing people. But as you kind of get through and you study it a little bit, he's a guy trying to help God out. Right? And he's misunderstood. And he, well, he, he misunderstands. Yes. And then he gets that road with Jesus. Jesus comes to him. Why are you persecuting me? Who are you? He feel he figured out that everything he was trying to understand, everything he was trying to do was wrong. Right, right. Then Ananias comes to him. What are you waiting for, Paul? Get up and rise and be baptized. Wash away your sins. Go and, and live this life the way that you need to live it. And I love verse uh, in chapter 9 where it says, after Ananias comes to him, immediately he begins to preach Jesus. Mm-hmm. Immediately he begins to do this. And then, of course, in 1 Corinthians 15, you know, 9, um, when he sits here and talks about that, um, he's not worthy to be called an apostle because he persecuted church of God, but it's by God's grace I'm here. Right. I am what I am. Absolutely. Um, man, I, was, I had something I want to say. Say it. Say oh. it. Say it. You know you want to. I can't remember it. Oh, man. Well, if you got any questions, though, we, we'd love, for, you know, if anybody has any more things to, to throw up in here at time. Throw up. Throw up. Don't throw up. Um, add to this discussion. Is that a better way of saying it? Man, I had something that was so good. Come on, do it. Say it. Where was it at? Where was it at? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. Don't tell me that word. No, no, I'm here. I'm here. Very good. Very good. Okay. Okay. It's almost like the lights went out in the bathroom. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Anyway, uh, minute 18 of the last show. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, I think it's interesting and fun. fun. It is fun that he uses the most destructive person who lived the earth during the Christian age to be the person to write the majority of the New Testament. The person who people were scared to talk to, and us, all right, the evangelists, uh, scared to have a discussion with. People were scared of him. They saw him. He started preaching and teaching, and wow, that was weird. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I think it's interesting because we talk about, I can't talk to so-and-so because, because I'm afraid they won't like They won't like it. They're not going to kill you. You know, that, that's what yeah. they did. <laughs> they, they kill people for saying stuff like that. But he took this guy because he was so adamant and so moving forward in something he truly believed in. Imagine what would happen if he actually, once he saw the light, lived in the light and followed a God, but also his son Jesus. And I uh, almost had like a, a Star Wars thing there. Um, for dun, the, dun, 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 dun. So Superman. So Superman. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh, but, but he moved. From the dark to the light, and so, so it's uh, it's a Anakin, thing. what? It's a neat thing. It was just just great. I think it's cool that God does use um use Saul from Paul, and, and that's absolutely. It's, it's just it's just a neat neat story to, to show us. Uh, and folks, this is important for you to know. It's not a fairy tale. This is real stuff, and and we have an opportunity to share real stories with people. It gives us strength. It gives us hope in having those conversations and continuing mm. and never letting down. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, that kind of, oh, man, that's good stuff. We we can go on and on and on and on about that. I'm making all kinds of noise. It's okay. You can make any noise you want to make, Paul. I hit the I hit the microphone with the coffee cup, so there you go. Um, well, I think we've had a good discussion here talking about this idea of once saved, always saved. And like I said, if you've got anything to add to it, we'd love to have your discussion that come to it. And, and you can email us or um, 
put it in there and we will we will try to answer those things as best that we can um but tune in for next week for our next ministry discussion that we will have um who knows where it'll go then i know uh, yeah um by the way shout out to michigan i don't know who they are but we got a couple of phone calls from uh, Southeast Michigan. Michigan and Western Michigan. Yeah, listen in. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Wish Thanks. we knew who you were. I'd love for you to come on part, be part oh. of the show. I wonder if they're connected to Dave in Idaho. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Jerry Elder, uh, uh, love our Jerry. You know what I mean by that? Yes, I do. He said Paul went from wall driven to love driven. Oh, that's and, so and that that needs to be like hashtag. Or like. I would say the people that type things into the, the show notes is anything better than anything we're saying up here. It probably is. <laughs> we appreciate those. Yeah. They're awesome. We do appreciate you being a part of this. Lots of family and listen. We even got a guest in here listening on. <laughs> coming in. Well, they're all coming in. So, um, it's too bad we're through talking about that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we knew who they were, we'd, we'd bring them on. We would. <laughs> so, we would. Um, Choose a text. Yeah. If you, if you know us, shoot us a text, and we'd love to have you be a part of it. Um, there is some... Uh, Interesting things going on this weekend in the world of uh, this is action packed, John. I mean, this weekend is it really? It's huge. College basketball started. That's right. So it, it's huge, and so <laughs> and and I'm going to use a little metaphor here, a little something to say to represent some of these games. The football is not round. It's not. So it will bounce. It could bounce any which direction, so there's no real way to know. And for a lot of these games, the ball can bounce in any direction exactly. that are coming up here. And this weekend, I think it will. It, is, is everybody calling this separation Saturday? Oh, yeah. So this is it. Seven games versus ranked opponents. This is awesome. Can you believe that? I mean, when I was going through, because normally we take the top five games, and you know, or something that's close to us, and we, and we do it. Yeah. And I started writing them down, Paul, and I was just like, Wow, there's no way you got to keep yeah. on going in this. Like I really wasn't planning on really talking about Bama because I didn't, and I forgot they're playing Mississippi State, but they're ranked. They're playing each other. Um, God, Mississippi State gets sixteen. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but they, I mean, we got this thing starting from the top. I mean, here here's our games that we kind of have listed here. Number twelve, Michigan State is going into Ohio State to play OSU. Michigan State favored by seventeen. No, Ohio State is favored by seventeen. I don't think so. Yeah. Ohio State is favored by 17 points. I almost just – I had to refresh that. I had to refresh it on my phone to make sure I was reading what ESPN's line was. The line I, was. Well, I, I agree with that, though. I was completely blown away with J. that. J.C. Barrett had one bad game. I know, but I was still completely blown away Yeah. after that. They, uh, that defense did give up 55 points. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're right. So, you're right. Yeah. what they did. I probably wouldn't say they'll cover, but they're gonna they'll, they'll win by a couple of touchdowns. You got that? Ohio State's a good team. Um, a bad game. What about number fifteen, OK State, going up versus number twenty-one, Iowa State? Who would ever have thought about that game being on a radar at the beginning of this year? Who would have thought that three weeks ago being well, on the radar when Iowa State beats a couple of the top fourteen? Oh uh, yeah, you're yeah. right. That kind of changes everything. OK State, and here's how about this one? OK State's only favored by six and a half. Hmm. Wow. Well, and and I know you don't want to do it this way, but Oklahoma beat okay. Sure, sure. Iowa State beat Oklahoma. Okay, State beats Iowa State. Yeah. Not necessarily. Right. Um, and I, I'm with this. I, I I think it would by a touchdown probably. I tell you, the game that really interests me, besides our big games, and we'll get to here in just a second, is this number twenty Iowa versus number eight Wisconsin. 
and Wisconsin's favored by 12. Because Iowa's the darling right now, the Big Ten that everybody's looking at, especially after last week and what they did to, to Ohio State. And Wisconsin's getting zero love being undefeated. Yeah, and um, Iowa just took uh, Ohio State to the woodshed. So, yeah, <laughs> I think they need a little more than the number 20. But Wisconsin's only favored – is favored by 12 points. In Ohio. And, and this is what kills me. Yes, Wisconsin's at home. Did, did, did the people who are putting these lines together, did Vegas put, who put these lines together, did not realize that Iowa went into Ohio State and beat them that bad? Yeah. Wisconsin and I would venture to say Ohio State's tougher to play at than Wisconsin. Wisconsin has Alabama disease. Their schedule's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just now fixing to get good. Well, mm-hmm. Wisconsin's never gets good. Mm-hmm. I mean, now it is, I guess, because Iowa did what they did last week at Ohio State. But um, – 12 points, uh, I think I think they can beat them by that. I don't think they'll beat them by more, more so than So you that. think Wisconsin wins? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Wisconsin wins that game. It doesn't matter how awesome I was uh, uniforms to do it. So if they win, then does that push them up here now? They're undefeated. I mean, but they're still in the, what, the Big Ten. Big Ten. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I, I make a prediction. If Iowa beats Wisconsin, Iowa jumps into the top ten. No. You don't think so? No. Okay. Because, the, first of all, they don't even love Wisconsin. Wisconsin's <laughs> barely in the top ten. Yeah. And undefeated. So, so I mean, you know. Here you go. We got Bama. It's the metrics. It's the metrics. Number two, Bama versus number 16, Mississippi State. Bama is favored by 13 and a half. What do you think about that spread? Very interesting, I thought. And that Ohio State was favored by 17. Of course, Ohio State is at home, and Bama's only favored by 13 and a half. So they've picked at Mississippi State that better at home than Michigan State on the road, I guess. First of all, Ohio State's mad. And Urban Meyer, he's not that happened to Xero. I hope not. He's just not. I, I, I'm interested in this. Um, what I'm interested in, I, honestly, I think the spread's too low. And maybe because maybe Bama's getting penalized because they didn't cover last week. Maybe that's what's taking place. Well, we said they would. Yeah, I just said they would. What, what do you think? I, I, I think. Sorry. I, it all depends on who shows up for Mississippi State. Did you notice last week that Alabama stopped running and started throwing? Mm-hmm. Eh. They still, they still won with a, a passing game, which is fair. Well, but it wasn't great. Uh-oh. Bama has got to um, – Bama has got to um, stick with who they are. Yeah. They have to stick with who they are. Yeah, but don't take away the fact that LSU has a pretty good run defense. I absolutely. They, they put like 12 guys in the box. That's why we were able to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. And we ran some, but not, sure. not much better than LSU did, which is kind of weird. Well, I think what, what you see, though, is what Bama's going to have to face here the rest of this year. With Mississippi State, I think you're going to see Mississippi State, Mississippi State play that way. I think you're going to see Auburn play that way, and I think you're going to see Georgia play that way. Okay. No comments? Um, I think people expect that. Yeah. And I expect that of Auburn. Mm-hmm. And I expect that of of uh, of Georgia. Um. But um, Saban has has just said loss of defensive players mm-hmm. is no excuse for failure. And I really think he was extremely underwhelmed by what happened last week. Mm-hmm. And I think that Bama is going to come out like a a wild animal that has been bitten. 
and they're going to destroy what's in their way. And I don't think any amount of cowbells is going to do any good. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to hone in on Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. He is their only shot at doing anything with Bama because Bama, if there's one Achilles heel Bama has, it's a it's a running quarterback. And so, well, and those injuries are, are uh, doesn't matter. I'm just telling so? no, doesn't matter. Injuries don't matter. I mean, because they're just going to put another one in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, their depth is incredible. I'm not saying it's top tier. Um, well, but it, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of is. You got, you know, you, you take out a, a five star, you put in a five star. Um, you know, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick was moving really well during practice this week. Good. So um, uh, he he may play some if they don't need him. They probably won't play him at all. Um, but we'll see. I think Saban will try to protect him. I do too. I do too. Uh, but um, you know, Rashad Evans is back. He's fine, uh, which is good when, when you lose, you know, Hand and Hamilton and Wilson. And Lewis, those are the fours you're missing, but you've already been missing a couple anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think we're, we'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be okay. Well, and I really feel bad for Mississippi State because after we have an LSU, they have something to prove. They're not showing they're a top four team. Offense was very awful in Vanilla last week. <laughs> so it is what it is. The three and outs got to go. They got to go. Really? And I want to see more Tua. I understand about three and outs. Yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, the question is, though, does Alabama cover? I think they – extremely to the nth will cover. I believe Ooh. it will be a blowout. I believe we're talking about a 42 to 10 game. I think Holy moly. I'm, I'm stepping out there Woo. and saying it's going to be different this week. If that happens, Dan Mullen's stock will shoot straight down and you're going to see some people in Starkville going You're going to see where that Bama is back and they had their game and LSU wow. enjoyed their game, but it was time to come back and play some football. Wow. They have to show themselves. If they don't impress themselves, if they don't, if they don't improve themselves, impress, improve themselves, then they cannot compete against Auburn or Georgia. Right now, last week, they would have lost to both. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt. They have something to prove to themselves and, I hate to say it, to the voters in that committee. 42-10. We'll find, wow. We will find out a lot. I think Bama wins. Definitely not not, not that big. Wow. Yep. yep. Well, uh, the next three games that we have, Paul, they are all involving teams from the top ten within the uh, in the college football playoff poll. The first game that we have up there is number three, Notre Dame, versus number seven, Miami. And Why are we talking about this game right now? Well, This is the most important game of the, of the – that one other than the last one. <laughs> well, the last three are pretty pretty key. I I, I didn't know where to put them. Yeah, you're to right. Be honest with you, I didn't know where to put them. <laughs> kind of a which one? Which one? Exactly. You're right. You're right. You know, it's it's like mm. this is an old rivalry that gets brought back. Notre Dame was favored to go into Miami, favored by three and a half. Yeah. Which I, I'm not sure Miami has a home field advantage. I think that they finally have fans that finally showed up to watch the game. I guess they had to build a new new stadium for them to come into. So they always leave it empty. So there. Um, what what do you think about that? Uh, I guess we will find out for sure what Miami is on this game. Everybody's been questioning what exactly is Miami. You saw them step up last week and show out. The city of Miami is like the city of Atlanta. Yes. When it comes to the big game, they'll show up. Otherwise, they're out. (laughs) That's about the truth. And this is where they're going to show up. This is where they're going to show up. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not good at the whole... Um, obviously, I don't I don't bet on games, but would you call a push? Is that when it could go the way? Is that what that means? Yeah, that's a push. I think this game and the and the and our last game that we're going to talk about is yeah. are both push. Yeah, I think they're I both, think they're both are, are pushes. And probably all three of them. To be probably. 
Um, I, I don't. I know what you're going to pick on this one, but but you you go ahead. You go ahead. Really? Oh yeah. You think you don't think I will surprise you? You're a homer. What am I a homer? You've just been like their boy all year. So no 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 no. I may surprise you that I'm actually going to go with Miami on this one. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I'm actually going with Miami. I want to hear your reasons behind I'm that. I'm actually going with Miami. There's no way. I think Are you at really? this point, I think Notre Dame is overhyped. Oh, what happened? Nothing. You've been on the I Notre Dame, Dame train all year long. But I think they've just gotten overhyped. And you've been I, Fair Bear's favorite. <laughs> Ferris, <laughs> Ferris, I still love you. Oh, we, we love you. We love you, Ferris. Your team's um, good. They're real good. I think huh. – now, I still don't think Miami's going to make it in the playoffs. I think they will lose. I mean, they still got to play Clemson in there, the ACC championship. Mm. Um, I think Miami's tired of the of the people talking. I think Notre Dame being favored going down there, I think they're going to get overconfident, and I think Notre Dame's going to lose. Wow. Not necessarily that Notre Dame, Miami is better than Notre Dame, but I think Notre Dame is going to be overconfident from all the, the love that they've been getting over the last two weeks, and I think they're going to go in there. Miami is going to if this was a, show if them this up. was at Notre Dame, would it be different? Probably. So being in Miami does make a difference. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if Miami doesn't win, then you're crying and forget it. They won't come back. <laughs> <laughs> See you next year, Rick. What do you it's, think about it's this another game? Rick season? Um, I think. Uh, I mean, I've liked Miami all year. I, I I have because of the of the conference they're in. They please play get in. another name. Please get another name. Do you want me to go to another name just to see what happens? Because <laughs> I, I I can't. I mean, you know. I mean, here's the deal. It's like this is the U. The university mm-hmm. and this is the Miami, so um, I, I gotta go with Hurricanes. I, I, they're home. Woo! They're home. Going with Miami. I mean, Stu got said to do it, so let's do it. All right, Miami over Notre Dame, and probably by the, that spread, I think a field goal. I think low low, low scoring. Yeah, I, I think I think low scoring. I, I I don't remember what the over and under. And when I say low scoring, I mean like a seventeen twenty one kind of. Yeah, thing. I agree with you on that. I, I think so. I don't disagree there. Um, number six, TCU versus number five, Oklahoma. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Well, dude, aren't you proud of me? I'm very proud. Yeah. Uh, Just don't come look at me Saturday. Well, we'll both be there. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Uh, this, this game's an interesting game. I, I still think – I actually think TCU is ranked too high. How'd they get in the top six? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand that. I don't know. They lost the Iowa State. Um, um, TCU versus Oklahoma – Oklahoma is six and a half point favorites um, versus TCU. It's probably about right. Iowa State's beating both these teams. Yeah, it is, and they're down number twenty-one. TCU. That's a good point. I know. <laughs> okay, you're, you're out of that one. Um, yeah, you're out. Uh, TCU only put a could only put a touchdown on them, and Oklahoma had no trouble doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so I definitely. But does Oklahoma even play defense? I mean, didn't Tyler Brassville send you some information talking about? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a defense, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I think Big 12, that's part of being in the Big 12, that uh, you have to agree that you will have a top, you know, 75 defense or less. But I haven't seen TCU put 63 points on the board. No. Uh, no. But they do play defense. They play defense better than probably anybody in that conference. Um, but Baker Mayfield, man, he's, he's, he's hot right now. 
it's the Heisman's his to win. This will be the game. This will be a game to determine it. if they lose and he has a bad game. Boy, who knows where the Heisman's going? I, I mean, I think even when you talk about the Heisman, I, I don't know where it will go from there. If he wins this game, mm-hmm. if he wins big, let's say if he wins by three touchdowns, this could lock it up. It's it done. Unless he gets completely embarrassed later on. They got to give it to somebody. Mm-hmm. He's been the most consistent. You know who? Long. You know, and I'm gonna bring a name about the Heisman. And we haven't spent a lot of time talking about the Heisman. Who I'm actually gonna bring up, and you're gonna you're gonna be completely shocked. You may pass out and fall out of this chair when I mention who I'm gonna mention about Heisman. If it's from a certain team, I, I won't even understand, but I'll appreciate it. Go ahead, Lamar Jackson. His numbers are actually better this year than last year, but because he's on Louisville and Louisville stinking it up this year. That's why he won't get it. His numbers are actually better this year than last year. How do you receive the Heisman Trophy? What's it based on? It's supposed to be best player in college football. And it's based on Heisman moments. That's what I hear. Well, that's what you do here. I'll admit I don't that. think you it's do about hear numbers. that a lot. I wish it was about numbers. It would be easier if it was about numbers. I agree. But isn't that what it's supposed to be? You're supposed to have – now, we talk about having the Heisman moments. I get it. And we usually put them on the best teams. And ESPN decides who wins. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It is what it is. It is what it is. You are correct with that. So, um, so you got – I got Oklahoma in this game. Really? Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, I, I, just I like think, the spread too. I think that went by a touchdown. Yeah, I, I think I think it's Oklahoma all the all the way. And whoops, that's playing, Paul. Hey, happening <laughs> twice. It's happening twice in there. Um, oh, final game. Oh, final game. What what do we think here, Paul? This is where we separate the men from the boys. <laughs> Number one, UGA goes in to the loveliest village on the plains and takes on number 10 Auburn, but UGA is favored by two and a half. Did you say the loveliest village in the plains? On the plains. On the plains. I don't know what it is. So of all the villages on the plains, this is the loveliest ones on the plains. Okay. Look, I don't know. I'm not an Auburn fan. I was just trying to be cool. You're not an Auburn fan? My money goes to Auburn. doesn't mean I'm an Auburn fan. Who are you pulling for one iron ball? Oh, I'm going to be pulling for Auburn. <laughs> You're an Auburn fan. All right, so... Um, Okay. Okay. Um, I still love you. The hills same heaven, same heaven. Uh-huh. With okay. the sound of music. What does that have to do? Village on the plane. Oh, they're wonderful. <laughs> All the beautiful things. Oh, tell me your thoughts, man. Tell me your thoughts here. Does Auburn, Auburn, Auburn is the one that holds the key to the SEC right now in the college football playoffs. <clears throat> Top two teams that got to go through Auburn. What say you? So close. Two and a half. Whoever puts this point spread together was absolutely right, and they're mean. Oh my goodness! I mean, what what has 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 UGA been been um, has Georgia even been tested this year? They haven't. Yeah, I agree. Do we even know what they have yet? Just Notre Dame was the only thing. That and that was early season. That that was Mississippi early State season. beat LSU what forty two ten or whatever it was. Less than that, probably. So everything changes. I'm going to – oh, my Georgia. Georgia is the most healthiest mm. of any of these teams in the top, I think, that can make this run. That's what concerns me, and you and I thought about that. That's yeah. what concerns me about Bama a little bit. Man, their defense is nasty. Georgia's defense is nasty. The offense, Fromm does a good job. Um, yes, the passing game is simple, but, I mean, do you need it to be tough when you're talking about Tony Michelle and Nick Chubb and, and what? John, this is the best that defense good? they've played all year. Oh, Auburn? Auburn is the best I, defense. You're correct. That they will play all year. Auburn's defense is right Regular there season. with Georgia and Alabama's. 
Offensive-wise, that, that's what will concern me for Auburn going into this game. Defensive-wise, I, I think it's a draw. I think it's a complete draw. And hmm. Bama is going to use what Auburn does. They are going to watch this game, and if Auburn can do some things well, watch Bama in the SEC championship game, if that's what it ends up being, Bama-Georgia. Oh, um, if you, they will, they will, Saban will eat it up. If you don't think that Bama, every member of that staff, coach and player, aren't sitting in the film room, sitting and watching this one, you're out of your mind. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what time, when does Bama play? Uh, six o'clock. So they'll be warming up, this eating dinner while, while this one's going on. 2.30, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a 2.30 game. There's, there's a triple hitter. Triple hitter. I mean, it's a stinking. It's a triple, no, it's a triple, it's a triple hitter on CBS. They even got Florida, South Carolina at 11. Good morning. Oh, that's gonna be ugly. That's gonna be terrible. Um, man, I don't even you like? know. Pick it, pick it. I want to go with Auburn because I want to see. I oh. want to see. I want to see Auburn, Alabama, mm. for the SEC West. I want to see that game. You think I should have gone first? <laughs> Do you because want me to go to UGA? I'm gonna no 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 because I, I was gonna really upset some uh, Georgia friends. And really, really shock and bewilder some of my Auburn friends. Go ahead, do it. I really think Auburn wins this at home. How? I think it's another. How? I think it's another Miami situation. I think. Okay. I think because the defenses are so close to the same. I think Auburn. Say what you want to about Fromm. He's good. He's efficient. Yes. yes. I just think that Auburn is in a better situation as far as quarterback goes for the long haul for the deep ball. I agree with that. Stidham can throw that deep ball. Here's, Stidham is so good. I mean, he's a better – I think arm-wise better than Fromm, but Fromm, uh, Fromm's so good. good. He just doesn't ha- – he doesn't have the experience of throwing as much as they're going to have to throw on Saturday. Here's what concerns me. Yes, because I think Auburn's going to come up there and get in their face. Chubb, Swift, yep. Michelle, Sorry. I mean, they're going to get some runs through. Oh, sure. But it's not going to be as consistent as it usually is. They're going to have to try to find some other ways to do it. My only concern for Auburn, there's two concerns that I have for Auburn in this game. Cameron Petway is still gone. And so you got to rely on carry on Johnson. That's true. Which I think is great. But then you also have their receivers are just not up to par like where they need to be. And that's my, that is my two concerns for Auburn. But I think maybe what you're saying is that home field advantage going in there, and especially if they got a kick again in the tight end game. Watch yeah. the tight end game for Auburn. Yeah, watch them to develop that a little bit. That'll be it's going to be it's going to be a heck of a game. But let me tell you something: Georgia comes out and whips their tail. Watch out! Yeah, I know. Watch. Out. I mean, anything truly could happen. But in the plains, I just think I think Auburn shocks the nation. <laughs> You said the planes again. <laughs> I don't know why I think that. Because <laughs> it's a hill. It's a hill. I know. I know. It'll be an interesting weekend, Paul. That's for sure. Oh, it will be that. Definitely. Well, Paul. Well, John. It's been another show. It has been another show, which starts a really, really busy and crazy weekend for us. Yeah, we'll be taking off here soon and heading down to the Wiregrass area of right. Alabama. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to some. Well, maybe it's cold and we won't get mosquitoes against us. Oh, I hope not. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, I hope that no mosquitoes. Yeah, I'm not even taking a fan. I think it's gonna be that cold. Mm. I got long sleeves happening. If we if we have to we'll go to Walmart, that's right. <laughs> we will definitely do that. <laughs> For John Bodine, I'm Paul Sperlin. This has been the John and Paul 
Radio Show, brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry.com. Uh, go there, check out all the things there. We appreciate you for being here. God bless. Have a great week.